Welcome to my podcast. It's called Past Lives A to Z. This is my eighth episode, and my name is Douglas Casimiri. I'm an author, speaker, and past life regression facilitator. If you ever had an interest in past lives or reincarnation, then you have come to the right place. Sit back and listen. You won't be disappointed. I'll be sharing with you true past life stories of individuals in addition to more information about reincarnation and past lives. If you have any questions, I will answer them on my podcast. My email address is Doug at PositivePastLife.com. My website is PositivePastLife.com. And my blog, which you might find fascinating to read, is PastLivesA2Z.com. So let me know what you think about that. My goal in my podcast is to expand your understanding of the spiritual universe, how it works, and how it, our past lives affect our present life. Before we get started, I want to read to you a daily message from my book, Live Your Life in Awe. It's a calendar book with 365 simple messages of wisdom. The goal is to read one each day. The same message will have a different meaning to different people. Some will have profound impact on the way you look at life. My message of the day is, be flexible with your thoughts. This is the only way to peace. What I want to talk about today is past life influences on our present life. The possibility that your past life may have made you wiser, more peaceful, more forgiving, and so on may be of little interest to you in this present life. However, your series of past lives is not. A lot of evidence has shown that the way we are now, the way you think and react, the whole pattern of your life may be profoundly influenced by the way you were. It is human nature to put aside things we don't like or don't want to remember. Most adults feel that the school days were the happiest times of their lives, despite the fact that in most cases they're the exact opposite. Older people in particular remember the summers of their childhood as being warmer and drier than they are now, despite the fact that the weather has changed much in the last 50 years. What is showing up is selective memory, a tendency to remember the good times while forgetting the bad. This tendency is actually a protection mechanism, prevents our minds from being overwhelmed by a series of personal disasters from form part of any normal life but it's a mechanism that is seriously flawed because sometimes it works too well. Psychology, and in particular psychiatry, have taught us certain experiences can set a pattern for an entire lifetime. The classic example is a sexually abused child who finds difficulties in relationships with the opposite sex, maybe for the rest of his or her life. But it now seems our formative years extend beyond childhood into a whole chain of childhoods, not to mention the adult experiences that followed them. The results, the the influence vary from minor to overwhelming. Past lives are rarely so intense that they would affect your existence next time around. The researcher Dr. Helen Wombach put it bluntly, going back in your past lives is like going back to your sophomore year in high school. How many more times do you want to remember your gym teacher? Most past lives can be pretty boring. Interesting times are usually characterized by bloodshed, pain, and trauma. 
and these interesting times leave their psychological marks. Boring lifetimes have little influence on your present lifetime, but every lifetime has some effect, often a personality quirk, a habit, or even a phobia. The findings of modern psychology make it easy for us to understand the influence of the mechanics of reincarnation on our present personalities. If we know that being locked up in a closet as a child leads to claustrophobia in adulthood, then it really doesn't matter whether childhood was in this lifetime or another. Sometimes it's hard to understand the mechanics that lead to the repeating of physical illness from one lifetime to another. Whatever mechanics are involved in the transfer of physical trauma, trauma from one life to another, the actuality of such tra trauma transfer seems to be uncommonly widespread. It is all too easy to begin to view the reincarnation process as a negative situation, creating some physical, emotional, and mental problems. But such a view is very wrong. Reincarnation is just part of the evolutionary process, and as such has a mixture of good and bad pleasure and pain. While you may look for the cause of illness in past lives, you may also find your present talents begin to grow there also. There seem to be two types of talent, innate and trained. However, even innate talents are improved by practice, and with a bit of determination, many talents can actually develop the same way. What you are today is a result of what you were in your previous life. That may include talents and skills you presently profess. Regression and reincarnation research is a serious business. We believe that the potential gain from this research far outweighs any risks. Multi-level awareness, hypnosis, and other commonly used regression techniques are not dangerous in themselves. The degree of relaxation possible is considered therapeutic. But vivid, dramatic experiences could have an adverse effect on certain pre-existing physical conditions. If you have a serious heart condition or any other illness, and your doctor's advice is to avoid stress, remember, you may live during the Civil War and watch your friends yourself being murdered. Being regressed may not be the best thing for your heart. For most people, the experience of past lives is not remembering, it's reliving. Such experiences take almost as much toll on the body and emotions as the original experiences did. There are two fundamental safety rules about reincarnation. Rule number one, if you suffer from any physical condition in which stress is a life-threatening factor, do not permit yourself to become the subject of a past life regression. Rule number two, if you decide to do it anyway, Make sure the facility is aware of your condition and has been told to cut short any past life experiences that may cause you undue stress. Those are the basics. Following the first rule should keep you well out of trouble. We recommend that you never regress any subject with a heart condition or similar illness. Persons being regressed are vulnerable to the emotional and mental attitudes of those around them. Make every effort to keep the atmosphere positive and light. A healthy sense of humor is not out of place and will often help during these tensions times. This is an experiment in recalling memories from a distant past. Just that it is easier for some people to recall detailed memories from early childhood than it is for others at the same 
is true about recalling previous lifetimes. All regression subjects open themselves up to the experience of emotional pain. There is that human tendency to focus on the dramatic. This is not always a bad thing. Doctors treating soldiers soon learned that the only real cure was to persuade the patients to remember the original trauma and relive it with a conscious discharge of all associated emotions. But if there is a popular pre-resuscitation, that confession is good for the soul. Most doctors now agree this is by no means a universal truth. If you're unable to cope effectively with trauma in this life, you'll be no different when it comes to coping with trauma in another lifetime. Past life regression is, by its nature, a process of psychosis. Knowledge about yourself has been buried deeply in your memory. Some of this truth may prove to be therapeutic. The bottom line is simply, you could run the same emotional risk in regression that you do in psychoanalysis. In the world of past life regression and reincarnation beliefs, many people go through life claiming to have been Egyptian pharaohs, Roman generals, or the great talent of their countries. Sorry to disappoint you, but such claims are usually based on flimsy, flimsy evidence or no evidence at all. What is work here is nothing more than wishful thinking, desire to compensate for shortcomings of this life by claiming an impressive past life. We're not suggesting that people make up their past life credentials, but as humans, we're intrigued and flattered by the possibility that maybe we were once very powerful, rich, talented, or famous. It may be exactly the sort of news people desperately need to hear to compensate for the perceived shortcomings of this lifetime. In some circumstances, it's all too easy to become a little sloppy and accent the sort of evidence that might otherwise be rejected. The techniques of reincarnation research are generally valid. In analysis, it's not uncommon for a patient to create a fantasy, to present material that shows life not as it was, but as it might have been, perhaps as it should have been. The same thing may occur in regression experiences. In some cases, the fantasies are construed with such skill that they're extremely difficult to tell from reality. This is why we stress research. Check to ensure the facts are correct. This is also why you should never be aware of fundamental truth. The more flattering past life is, the less chance that it's true at all. All past life memories should be verified. Historical personalities will always fall into this category. It is not possible that you were once George Washington, Alexander the Great, or Shakespeare, but it's highly unlikely. Unfortunately, the danger of self-deception does not end with well-known historical figures. A quiet introvert might make up a story of a past life as a warrior to make up for shortcomings in today's world. You must be very careful not to do the same. You want to make sure far, your far memories are real. To do so requires self-knowledge, a real understanding of what, what makes you tick. To miss anything for which there is not substantial evidence. The question is always asked why people who remember their past lives seem to remember exciting lives, never dreary existence as farmers or house cleaners or housewives.
Far too many reincarnation believers like to remind everyone about their existing past lives. Realistically, there are three things you must remember. The past lives most people recall were anything but glamorous. Most people recall mundane existences. The picture is also confused by the appearance of a dramatic incident, such as the death by a fire, drowning, and so on. But a dramatic incident does not necessarily mean a dramatic life. The second is that some past lives truly are dramatic and romantic. Just as some lives are dramatic and romantic in this lifetime. There are people today who climb mountains, fly to the moon, not many of them, but they do exist. There have always been people who led adventurous lives. Far memory of such a life may be unusual, but it's not possible. The third and least obvious is the old memories tend to be remembered as being in a better time and place. For example, you might find it exciting that you once lived as a Roman legionnaire. Would you be equally impressed if you were told I became a private in the U.S. Army? Probably not, but the careers are the same. The only difference is the Roman army was earlier in history. This is the only one way to protect yourself from self-deception and reincarnation. That is to increase your level of self-awareness until you are familiar with your deepest motivations. This is a good place to start. By now you have established your daily relaxation routine, your task for the lesson to build on relaxation routine, to change essence from a simple relaxation to meditation. A great deal of mystery surrounds the practice of meditation, yet it's as basic as it is to breathing. Starting tomorrow and continue on a regular basis thereafter, add a few minutes to your morning relaxation routine. When you're totally relaxed, you should always turn your attention inward. Review everything that's happened the previous day. It may sound like it's taking a lot of time if you leave a busy life, but the trick is not to spend much time on any one aspect and certainly not to begin fighting old battles or obsessions about what might have been. Simply move symptomatically from one part of your day to the next and carefully examine the motives for your actions at that point. This is actually the hardest part. As you gain proficiency, you'll find that remembering is easy. However, determining your own motivations will always be tricky. As you become more skilled in the art, you'll find the whole experience becomes increasingly Subtle. The trick is to be very honest with yourself. Remember that the only person who will ever know your findings is you. Don't even try to write them down. Only observe what makes you act in a certain way and makes you do what you do. If you find your mind to start wandering during your meditation exercises, simply bring it back. This time, write down the problem in your notebook. Don't make it a big deal. The purpose of this little record is twofold. It will remind you how often you have found some excuse to avoid meditation, and you certainly will eventually. It will also provide an ongoing indicator of your progress in the years ahead. As you become more proficient, you'll be definitely find a wandering mind, and these interruptions become few and far between compared to the frequency when you first begin. You should find for any reason you really do not have to miss a morning meditation, make sure to note it in your notebook. A few minutes of non-judgmental morning meditation about your motivations can go a long way to 
towards laying the foundation of your true self-knowledge, which will certainly help you in evaluation of regression and, and reincarnation research material and ride with helpful and others aspects of your life as well. Again, I would like to invite questions. My email address is Doug at positivelife.com. Sorry, positivepastlife.com. My website is positivepastlife.com. My blog, you find some fascinating writing there, is pastlivesa2z.com. I would like to end this podcast with a message of love from my book, Whispers of Love. It is also a calendar book with 365 loving messages that provide the emotional support you and your significant other need to help stay connected on a daily basis. My message of the day is, a lot of the time, you can't see when love is coming, but you'll know when you're in it. Just a reminder, all of my books are available at Amazon.com or your favorite bookstore. Until next time, this is Doug Casimiri reminding you to stay positive.